Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Relentlessly Resilient, where real people share their real-life experiences and the tools they've developed to move forward and live their best lives. I'm Jenny Taylor. And I'm Michelle Scharf. Today we have with us Melissa. Melissa, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. You're welcome. Honor. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I am a mother of four boys, 46, and... I'm a, a native Utahn, except I'm an army wife. So I spent many years, over 12 years out of the state of Utah. So I kind of claim Colorado as my, my state. <laughs> All right. Um, no offense to Utah, but let's see. I struggle with a couple of really severe neurological diseases. And so that makes me disabled. I'm not able to work. However, it has allowed me to really dive into my passion which we're going to be talking about. So, Well, I'm excited uh, to get started on mm -hmm. that. You're resilient in your daily life and having to face your health issues. Uh, that's kind of how we met is we became Facebook friends. And you have a group called Warrior Strong. That's correct. And uh, yep, you, I just, you make lots of great memes that I like to reshare often. Thank you. <laughs> Steal them all <laughs> the time from you. <laughs> well, I, I try not to meme it up. I do share from the other warriors because, uh -huh. um, you know, everyone has their own platform and everyone's tried to share, you know, share your stuff because you guys have golden nuggets. Yeah. And I think every woman should hear these golden nuggets and share that. And then it also allows me to give the energy when I do post, I like to post clout. I like to post meaningful, uh, not just emojis. I try to, like I said, give content to my comments and stuff right. when I do comment. No, yeah, you so. do do a good job. So we actually met in person for the first time this last weekend. No. Uh, it took forever no. to make it happen. We kept trying to make it happen. It didn't. We met at a friend's birthday party. It was great opportunity mm -hmm. to finally meet you in person. And we it's start like Christmas. To, yeah. And <laughs> it's we, Christmas for me. <laughs> oh, thank you. We started talking and, and I learned that there's a lot of different layers to you, some of which I did not know about. Before we get started on all of that, what does resilience mean to you? I've had a very interesting hard life. I started at a very young age, eight, and lost my mother at a young age. I was uh, sexually abused. I was 
physically abused and uh, then was on the streets by 16. And so resilience to me is taking your situation and are you willing to move forward with it and build upon that resiliency? Are you able to withstand that storm? And I, and I tell people like, often they say like, oh my gosh, I'm drowning and I can only breathe from like one nostril, right? And I'm just like, you know what? Stop fighting the current. You're the ocean. So you just lean back and ride the wave. And if you stop fighting that current, then that resiliency kicks in. All that experiences, the knowledge, the education that you've learned kicks in and you're able to lean back, trust in it, and it will guide you. So to me, resiliency is just that. It's just, it's keep on keeping on every day. You got to do what you need to do every day to not just for yourself, but for the people that you love. I love that. So So you brought up some things you you were on the street. Is that what we're going to talk about today is human trafficking? And um, it's really bad. And uh, you have some particular feelings about it and want Mm -hmm. to be able to educate people on some terminology related to human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Do you have a personal experience with this when you say you were on the streets? Yes. So my trafficking, really my exploitation, okay, because there is a difference between the terminology so I more or less, my exploitation of it is different than what it is, what it looks like now. Back then, we didn't have the internet. And the internet just came out and nobody was on it. So, and, and it wasn't being used for what it's being used now. What I, I see it trafficking exploitation in a whole different light now because of the internet. I see it like COVID really, I knew about it, was really passionate before, worked in Colorado a little bit with it and wrote, wrote stuff up about it. Colorado is a lot different than Utah. Coming back to Utah, I was just shocked, was blown away by what I was witnessing, particularly online. So then, yeah, I'm like a little on Thelma I'm a little Scooby-Doo and so I started to do my research and and that kind of what led me to start the warrior page okay so So. I'm I would love for you to help us understand the two different terms I, I love that you're giving us correct terminology because so often we hear something and we think we know what it means especially in sensitive conversations but maybe we're wrong trafficking and exploitation could you kind of give us a basic understanding of what those two are and, and the differences between those two concepts? Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they hear human trafficking, they think of the movie Taken or they think of, um, they don't realize what really the terminology means. I'll give you an example. Okay. So trafficking we know is defined by moving one person, by moving one thing and in, in moving it to another place for the gain of, sell of, exploitation of, Kate, trafficking and exploitation kind of is hand in one in one. So being trafficking is that, trafficked is being in one place. 
And that's where the internet comes in. That's where social media comes in. And I, did you mean exploitation ex- or, or traffic? It, it, both. So okay. kind of, it sounds the same, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. So let me give you an example. I filmed a whole bunch of inappropriate films. Okay. And I decided to take that and sell it cross state lines or sell it even in state. Okay. That goes under cyber division, but that is in essence trafficking. Okay. okay. It's also could be noted as exploiting depending on the type of act that is being used. Mm. So for example, if you're going to do massages, okay. And you are hired on with a company that does special happy endings and special massages like that, then you see exploiting. Okay. You're exploiting a woman and then you're trafficking her by having her go to a man's place or even out of state by escorting. And so the terminology gets very confusing, but if you understand, then you have a better understanding of what it looks like. We all self-exploitate. That means we take a picture of ourselves on a selfie, okay? And we put it online. That means we just... Exploited ourselves. Exploited ourselves. We all self-exploit. That means that we have a cyber footprint. Anyone could take that photo, do whatever the photo, what they want with that photo, mislead. And what we don't know is we've been trafficked. We don't know that we've been exploiting. Even though innocently we put our picture up. Yeah, we want some validation. You know, we all use the internet for good things. It's not all bad. Social media is not all bad, but it can be very evil at the same time. So you have to be very, very careful on what you post and who you post it to. And then how is it being distributed? So I had, for example, a woman who was married and she didn't realize that she was being exploited. Okay. And both exploiting by her husband. Her husband wanted to fool around with her sexuality he filmed it. He wanted it. He, she didn't want it at all. So no is no, right? Even in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And But since she didn't realize what he was doing, well, I'm married to him. Therefore, it must be consensual because I'm married. No, it's not consensual. You said no. He filmed the film and then he took that film and went and was showing his friends all that stuff, showing his friends, selling the. So she now has been what? She's been exploited. Exploited. Mm-hmm. Yes. And does she want to? No. And technically, they. And there's no one that once it's out there. Yeah. And a lot of women don't understand that that's that. Like I've worked with a lot of women who, once they come talk to me and they think, hey, I think, I'm not sure. And they tell me their story and I'm like, honey, you're being exploited. You don't understand in this grooming process and it's groom, 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 groom. And it's really shoved down in Utah. I I think Utah has got a huge problem and the numbers are not being correctly 
they're misrepresented because wow. the state the state is using sexual abuse um, victimization category and then they're lump they're not lumping it with the trafficking which is the same thing so I serve on um, the board for the fundraising arm of the children's justice center and we are seeing an increase in both sex human trafficking and exploitation and sextortation where people are being sextorted from images that they've shared and then are using that against them to blackmail them for money. Yeah. Sextortion. Yeah. And it's children. It's, uh, you know, we're seeing it with children, but we Mm -hmm. aren't seeing these number reported in the media. We are, you Mm -hmm. know, I sit on this board and so I'm able to um, privy to certain information and I'm always a little bit surprised, and we are going to be doing an upcoming series on this. It's going to be a three-part series, so I'm glad that we're getting started talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll come out probably in September, but um, tell me what you feel like the problems are. Well, actually, before we get started on that, we're going to need to take a quick break. We're not going to be able to have the time to get into all of those details, so let's take a okay. quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about that. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to hear, what do you feel like, you know, obviously you can't project numbers or anything like that, but what do you feel, number one, how out of control is this problem that we're not hearing about? And two, how do we go about, well, you brought up grooming and that the culture here in Utah is a little bit different than what you've experienced in Colorado. And I want to hear about what are those differences that you're seeing in this state that are different from, let's say, Colorado, from where you came from? Well, we do know that about the average age of prostitution in Utah starts at age 12. Oh, my God. That's pretty young. Yes. So that's that's girls prostituting themselves. Now that's them doing what? Self-exploiting. So it's, it's, it's that selfie okay. that maybe they think is innocent or curious or funny. Yes. But it can lead yes, so dangerously. And then the grooming, this is what's this but, is what's But when you say prostitution, you're not talking about just a twelve year old taking selfies on her social media. No, I'm not I'm talking about She's taking selfies and she's And she's meeting she's meeting men. She's meeting guys who they think that she may think that are her age, but they are not. I 
just had a woman that was on Westminster's, I've been helping Westminster College with their um, undergrad and grad program with this particular topic and, and was able to have one of my warriors on there to talk about not only was she, was she exploited and used, also her daughter at 16. So her daughter innocently was talking to somebody online that she thought was her age and, you know, pictures were taken and then all of a sudden the grooming started happening and the grooming meaning, Hey, I'll pay for the hair extensions, the eyelashes. So when I come into Utah, everybody looks the same. (laughs) That's the one thing that I've noticed. Okay. Why is that such a young age? We have so much body dysmorphia going on. Okay, for that's so that's that could be its own conversation, yeah, right there. Yes, and Utah they want to dismiss the grooming and saying that it's a porn problem. They really are saying that there's an epidemic of child porn that children themselves are inflicting, and I'm just like, "Mm, I don't believe that at all. Okay, why are they why is there such a big high porn problem in Utah when you have children? particularly that I know with child protective services that have been like, okay, here's the proof. The child has drawn out specifically in depth detail. And I know like for someone who was victimized at such a young age, if someone had given me a pad of paper and said, here, draw down what this looks like to you, hands down, this is exactly what I would have drawn. This was not grooming, or like this was not porn. This was not her watching porn. This was exactly her dad saying, you need to do this. And the stepmom saying, you need to lick here. And the state pulls it off saying, it's a porn problem. Your daughter has a porn problem at age 10. What? At age 10, there's a porn problem. Okay, so why is there a porn problem in Utah? Why does everyone look the same? And then you go to these plastic surgeons and it's like Silicon Valley. We're now known as Silicon Valley. And there's girls going out there even wanting their eyes to be fixed to look like their anime. They want the boobs. They want the nose job. And the parents are giving it to them. They don't like the imperfections because they look online and we're all, we are visually autistic is what they call it. So... That sextortion is, yes, it's we're visually autistic. You look at the picture first and you no longer look at the reading. You don't look at what's being, you know, written, right? Our posts are past. If we're trying to say something good, we only look at the quote or the picture. Rarely does someone ever read the content and then leave, right? Mm-hmm. I've left, I've left even a short content, left a picture and got, hot, 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 you know, and then <laughs> personal messages of like, hey, baby, want to go out? What? You know, like I saw your post. Did you see my post? You didn't see my post. So yeah, the grooming, everybody looks the same. Everybody wants the look. Um, and they even talk about it. There's a new documentary that just came out um, about Utah and about the social influences about um, where it began. And they say Utah began it and I was like what so COVID if you go back and you think why 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 and then you have COVID happen 
and everybody's online and kids are bored and they can't see their friends and they just realize, oh my gosh, someone's willing to pay for me. Like they need that validation. They've already fed their amygdala. Their amygdala is starting to grow bigger than their prefrontal cortex, we know. And because of that amygdala, they do not know really what they're doing. Yeah, they don't really have an understanding of getting themselves in trouble. There's no context for uh, consequences. Right. And then you look at the number of the women. Okay, this is another staggering number in Utah. The number of women who are in the sex trade and being trafficked and exploited, all of those terminology range from the age of 35 all the way to 65. The industry does not want anything younger. So as far as cyberly in Utah, they want the older because, yeah, you look at the 47-year-olds and everybody in, up in that generation and we're killing it. Of course, we look great and we're active and we're doing all that stuff. However, we all just came out of a terrible divorce or you know, something bad happened and it makes us all very, very vulnerable. It makes it very, very easy to groom. So, yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting. The gifts giving, the gifts giving. Oh, you need help with this. Oh, uh, your car fixed. You need this, 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 this. No strings attached until strings are attached. And they say, um, well, I did this for you. Therefore, you got to do this for me. And if you don't do this for me, I'm going to kill your family. Or I'm going to let everybody know and show everyone the pictures that you sent me. Like that's extortion. There's so many different ways that this continues and round and round and round we go. Westminster College really did an extensive study and sadly could not get really good sufficient reporting numbers in the state of Utah. And I'm not surprised. So, yeah, the stigma, the church, we we could say a whole bunch of things when you say human trafficking to people they they want to wash their hands of it they think it's so nasty it is disgusting it does leave a dirty taste in your mouth however what are you willing to do about it right mm-hmm. and for me i trafficked i exploited at an age to survive that's what i had to do if i wanted food if i wanted shelter and if I wanted the drugs, that's what I had to do. And that's in all that grooming, the drugs comes in with that grooming. So the, the cannabis, the, the microdosing, try this, try this, try this. And then you see a whole bunch. Yeah. So, so Melissa, I'm I, curious. I just, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, this is, this is, it's fascinating and it's depressing, right? Like you said, it leaves an awful taste in your mouth and you want to just mm-hmm. pretend none of this exists, but of course that's not what we need to do to address it. How did you yourself break out of that? If you started at such a young age, you've mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, you want food and shelter for one thing. Those are very basic needs. Then you mm-hmm. bring in the drugs that bring with it the craving or the addiction or what. Now mm-hmm. you're on the opposite side of it, trying to help prevent mm-hmm. and, and save and protect What's that right. middle story for you personally? Are you comfortable sharing that with us? Um, sure. I broke out of it. I became pregnant. And I broke out of it. That's how I became pregnant, I'll be honest. Didn't want to become pregnant, but I did. 
and I had gotten in trouble with the law. And because of that, I had to go to rehab. And there's a couple of sounding things here that helped me get out of the industry. But I will say this. If you do not have a strong support system or a strong understanding of your actions or or those who can harm you, then uh, you're not going to, it's going to be really, really hard. So it took many years to really feel safe enough to be me. Mm. Meaning even in, you know, I decided to marry the father that I got pregnant with. I've always said my oldest saved my life. And that includes with drugs, that includes with everything. However, not everyone gets that, that lucky thing. It's really, really hard. I'm seeing women right now dealing with women that are back forth, back forth. They get out and then they're out for a little bit. But that, that grooming, that lifestyle has been so indoctrinated in them that they cannot see and fathom anything else. So, and well, then they get the really life- mad at law enforcement. Part of the Go lifestyle ahead. is almost addictive in itself because the lifestyle includes men paying for their false, false lashes, their plastic surgeries, their oh, yeah. um, their, bills. their hair the extensions, their bears, their the, uh, wine and dining, a, yeah. a nice like, place oh, to live, your rent. a nice mm-hmm. car yeah, I'll to pay drive. Your rent. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And, I mean, I've known women like that are driving it's Mercedes, a- brand new Mercedes that they did not pay for you know that right they don't work it's like this it doesn't well, take a rocket scientist to figure out what's going on right well and, and that and it's and it's kind of like my first experience seeing that moving into my apartment that i am now a neighbor across this across the hall for me she's moving out and her friend who happens to be dating her ex we're dynamic whatever comes over to help now this girl is barely 21 and Instantly, the way she was dressed, I knew she's being trafficked. I'm like, oh, I bet she exploits. And sure enough, yeah, she made enough uh, millions of dollars. Okay, she made over a million dollars to make to to lay down on a home in Spanish Fort. And why would she stop? She says, "Look at me," she says. And um, okay, yeah, the money, the money is enticing. Taking the trips, that's another thing I've heard. I've always wanted to travel, and this man is willing to take me to these exotic places and pay for these things, and I'll never get that experience again. They see my place, and they see, okay, I've got to the system. And Utah also is bogged down. So when you have, I call it a systematic failure in Utah. It's a failure in every division especially even the task force, the human tra- trafficking task force could be taught. Like I, I commend their hard work. I've met with them. They're short staff and underpaid. And you have these other organizations. And sadly, like these students went to some of these to say, hey, we need some information. Are you willing to share information? Are you willing to share our information that we come up with? our data, let's share. And they absolutely said no. Why? Um, My thoughts are it's all about the money and less about the action. 
So I, I see a little, lots of little groups like me and we're kind of wondering what can we do for me it all starts with everybody so I hope that is kind of answering all your questions all at one time yeah we need to take one more break and we'll be right back So let's talk for a minute. Obviously, there's a lot that needs to be done on the legal side of things, on the justice side of things, on the national Mm -hmm. side of things, on the local side of things. What if I'm mom? What if I'm raising kids? What if I'm a teacher and I interact with the the young people in my classroom or I'm a neighbor and a friend, an aunt, whatever I am? Are there some pointers you could give us as how we can educate our own, the young people in our lives and how Mm -hmm. we can maybe help them be aware and keep themselves safe? And how we can maybe help protect our families and our communities. Because this is awful. And, and I agree, a lot has to be done at higher levels than any of us. But right. where where does, I love that you said it all starts with all of us. Okay, where does it start in my home? What are maybe some resources or some educational counsel you might give me to help my children be aware and protect themselves from from this to the degree that they can? Or to the degree that well, I can help protect them as a mother? Right. I'm noticing, first off, it's about communication. Okay. So that's my last, my degree is communication, which encompasses everything. When I say communication, are you communicating with your children, for one? Are you actively involved in what's going on in their life? Do you know who they are talking to, who they are playing with on their games? Ask them. See if you can meet these people. And then ask them, hey, what's going on in school? Because I have learned so much from my 16-year-old that the slang that was used and the terminology used for certain things back when I was his age is definitely not the same as it is today. So as adults, we're clueless because we don't know the code names anymore. So learn the code names. Have a conversation with your children and be very blunt about this topic. Let them know the terminology. The terminology is different. It looks different. It feels different. And then next is when I say it starts with you. When you're at the grocery store and you see, I'm going to just say a woman, and she's dressed in practically nothing. And maybe she's acting crazy. I don't know. Maybe she's acting normal. Let's say she's wearing practically nothing. Before you make a judgment, first impressions, right? Think to yourself, does she have to wear that? Does she want to wear that? Is she being like, noticed? Like, why is she wearing that in the middle of winter? And, and, then, and then what and do we may, do? And then, let, and then do I ask do, her that question? Do I have that conversation? Actually, yes. Actually, you do. You'd be very blunt. So I've, I've been so blunt that I've been on the Vegas Strip. And you can tell... Who belongs to who by matching if they either have coats, don't coats, they have matching shoes, they have matching, right? And they belong to certain things. I've even asked them quietly, are you okay? Like, do you need a coat? You just start 
at, be nice. Kindness goes a long ways. And when you're kind, guess what? You're going to find out more information than what you would find out if you passed judgment and talked in such a manner. So they don't want to hear judgment. They want to hear nothing but kindness. Yeah. So it starts with, it starts with us. And then, and then for me, my warrior page, since I have shared my vulnerability on there and I keep sharing it, it's allowed women to come and personally ask questions. Now, if you just give them an 1-800-HUMAN-TRAFFICKING number, they're not going to use it. They want to first establish a safe relationship with somebody, okay? Because they don't have it with anybody else. They may not have it with anybody else. What support system do they have? You need to find out what support system they have. I started the warrior page with a number one, number one girl that was very being very trafficked and exploited at the same time, drugged, name it, you, you, all that stuff. I've helped women go in and help report their rape, including like the, the huge one that's going on right now in Utah with one particular uh, social app, I guess, you know, you see all those social group apps that you see online, Facebook, and they can be good. Those, but those they can apps be used can be good. For, those events. Right. Oh yeah. They are used a hundred percent to victimize, to re-victimize, so, to groom. This sounds and, like such a complicated issue because you've got it is. ages from, probably younger than 12, but let's say even some girls start exploiting themselves at 12 and find themselves into this trouble and into a situation where they're being human trafficked. Mm -hmm. It's complicated. And I like what you said about showing kindness and compassion, but not everybody's going to really feel comfortable with putting themselves at risk. The other part of this is this is a complicated issue and it's hard because when you're talking about women or men, because it doesn't happen to just women, they are being human traffic. So some of the movies that we've seen, some of the documentaries or things that we see where the victims are then like so heroically pleased with being brought out of the situation, those are inaccurate. I, oh, yeah. I've, I've watched a lot and and it's I used false. to be... I used to be involved with um, a, a local company here, and, and we, I was just exposed to a lot of uh, Attorney General ICAC um, nationwide meetings as part of my job. It's so unrealistic, the Hollywood version of the rescue, because these are people that have been taught to not trust people. Mm-hmm. So... I do understand that you're saying, you know, be kind, find compassion, but I don't really yeah. know even like it, you may have better success with that and you may mm-hmm. understand yeah. what it's like to put yourself in the middle of a woman and her John on a Las Vegas Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel comfortable putting myself in that safety and I kind of feel like it's just not my business, right? Because right. we've also been groomed those of us who are not a part of this lifestyle, that they are somehow choosing this. And in mm-hmm. some aspects, oh, they, yeah. 
And in some aspects, maybe they do, but in other aspects, it becomes a point where even if they thought that they were maybe choosing it in the beginning, you're right, they were groomed. And secondly, at some point, they realized this is not a healthy, good place that's safe for me, but now I'm so trapped I can't get out. And and so it is a complicated issue. I understand that you are a part of an organization that's going to be having having an awareness uh what what did you say well it's (laughs) yeah um it's through excess and um and it's excess like e-x-i-t-s yeah Yeah, like like i'm gonna exit Exit. Uh the u.s at the end so Uh e-x-i-t-u-s okay exit u.s yeah e-x-i-t-u-s yeah this is a problem that's not going to go away overnight this is like the second number one billion dollar industry next to illegal drug trafficking. Like it's, it's, it's well, that we big. have more people in human sl- slavery today than we did in all of yeah. the times yes. of slavery yes. in the past, which is a daunting thought. But I do know we're all coming to the same consensus and we, we all know a little bit more it makes me extremely sad that if the state's saying, oh, the children, they're not being groomed. They just have a porn problem. And the state has come to say that and thrown out cases with the Child Protective Services with some of my warriors. They have said that. It's just because it's, this, it's a porn problem. Okay, well, what are you going to do about this porn problem? Where did the porn problem come from? So that's yeah, and yeah, that, that that could start us down a whole nother rabbit path. Right. You and I are both I single. Start, you and I are right. both single, and if we take all of the trading and sexploitation and and trafficking out of the equation, you can see the problems with lack of education in our state and poor management of our physical bodies and what's normal and what's healthy and what's good. Mm -hmm. And a lot Mm -hmm. of that starts from having a state that refuses to have sex education. We don't educate our kids. We don't (laughs) educate. We have as a childbirth educator, I was educating women who were on their second or third kids and they were complaining. They're like, I'm looking forward to postpartum. I don't have to have sex for six weeks. That is a red flag. What is going on there? And oftentimes, yes. oftentimes I would find out that they've never enjoyed sex. They've mm-hmm. um, so yeah. you, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of misinformation. You get young kids coming back um, from their services for their church or whatever, but they've never been educated. They get married at a young age. Nobody's ever told them what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, what's healthy, what's good, what's normal, what's not normal. Everything's been no, 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 no. Oh, go here. Here you go. And neither one knows anything about their own body. Needless to say, they have no idea about their partner's body. Right. And now we're seeing a different problem. And that problem is now that I've been forced into the dating world from losing my spouse, I am finding a lot of people that are going through the divorce. They have these unhealthy boundaries. They have unhealthy ideas. They still haven't been educated. They don't understand anything about it. And then they're getting in relationships and or they're not getting in relationships. What they're doing is there's a real subtle but very loud 
if you're involved in the singles world, there's a very loud sexual revolution going on, but it is really unhealthy. Toxic. It's super unhealthy. It feeds the industry. It actually feeds the industry. Yeah. I'm like, you're part of the problem. Do you not see that you're part of the problem? Right. And it's it's gotten really unhealthy. I was absolutely... Yeah, And they're saying, well, I don't want to ever get married because I can have sex with whoever I want because we're willing to give it for one. And chivalry's dead. It's woke. Lots of things are woke. And you asked about as a mom what you can do. Be brutally honest with your children and get to know what they're learning in school. Get to know their lingo. Okay. So that you guys can have a, a conversation. And then teach them about kindness. Teach them the importance of themselves. That's another thing. Is it as a mom, are you educating? I have boys. I educate my boys on their value because it's just as important for women to know their internal value. Just it's important for men to also know that as well. Absolutely. So we need to also encourage masculinity in a good, positive way. Are Absolutely. we doing that? I don't see and that. And femininity all I see as is well. Men bashing. The beauty of, all I see is, of, yeah. Yes. I see all I see is men bashing, men bashing, men bashing, where it's like, whoa, whoa, wait. Are we giving these men the opportunity to even read us, to get to know us, to, to seek into our femininity? Because by nature, that's how it's supposed to be. I was talking that, with, that's how it is. with a gentleman at that party that we were at, and I said, she doesn't have healthy boundaries and you need to, to, you need to set the boundary and the boundaries for you. So we had this whole conversation and he was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And it was, and he's like, I think you're the first woman that he goes, I hear all the time about how it's us men, it's us men, it's us men. And he's feeling like, how am I ever going to create connection? Because mm-hmm. everything's my fault. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think you're in a healthy relationship and I don't think yeah. it's you. Yeah. So we had a really great conversation and he was like, I've never heard a woman say that it's not all the man's fault. I'm like, look, you have to have healthy boundaries, but those boundaries are for you. But the things that you're telling me that she is doing is not healthy and it's not healthy for your heart. And your job is to protect your heart. And Mm -hmm. men have great, deeply feeling hearts and we should not discount that. And so the only only way to change this is through educating our children, through loving our children, and through educating them and talking to them. That's what I say. If you you save the mother, if you save the mother, you save the children. Yeah. Because we know that the mom makes the home. We know that mom dictates lots of things, right? I think so much. Really responds to it. So much of what we've talked about today has been about awareness communication and then and that kindness and are we communicating about these difficult subjects in our homes in our schools state legislature aside are we doing what we can do within within those conversations i love you said be brutally honest be brutally honest about the conversation in the conversation right and then that that raises the awareness so that we can have the conversation and then um you know then that kindness has a place to go but if we haven't built that right. connection then there's nowhere to put that so right. thank you for sharing well, this and, with and us well in like like just real fast i would love the districts to say instead of doing a vape campaign okay do a trafficking campaign let's spend the whole year 
teaching the high school and junior high students, even the, the elementary students, to value themselves, okay? Teach them that what they're doing is not right because it's such a young age. They're wanting to look a certain way. They're looking for the that validation, like you mentioned. Suicide ideation's hot. Suicide ideation's high. Like, yeah, like, are we, instead of campaigning against, and I'm not saying we should campaign against fate, but do you understand, like, right. wouldn't it be great if we got into the high school and was able to really have a deep conversation about it? Well, but and then as it we increase it, it might be an uncomfortable get... conversation, but we've got to have it. We've got right. to start yeah. doing something. Yes. yes. Well, I really appreciate And that's just it. I really appreciate you coming on and t- talking about us to go over it again, Jennifer Drummond, who is not here today, but is the uh, person with Exitus. Ex- Exitus. Yeah, dot com mm-hmm. to prevent human trafficking. Um, we are not for sale. There, yep, people are not for sale. Thank you for coming on. We just Thank really you. appreciate it. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, you can subscribe to free for our podcast on any platform that you get your podcast on. If you know of someone or if you have a real story about your life that you're willing to share, please contact us at Relentlessly Resilient on Facebook or at Relentlessly Resilient Podcast on Instagram. There is a box where you can click to have a 15-minute call with me, pitch your story, and we'll see when we can get you scheduled and on the air. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, whatever you do today, remember to be kind. You have no idea the struggles other people are dealing with in their lives. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.